And now, here are your hosts, Gary Lester and Coach Kurt Newsom. Three test, one, two, three. Hello and welcome everyone to Keys to the Game. We're in our fall edition 2022 season. And we're coming to you live from the studios of WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia. I'm your host, Gary Lester, and I'm joined, as always, by head football coach, Kurt Newsom. Coach, thanks for being here and taking the time to give us an inside look at WASP football. Glad to be here with you. Coach, this is our second show of the season, uh, 2022 season, and we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, and so I'm going to try and just jump right in. If, they, if you did not get a chance to hear us last week, you can certainly uh, go to your podcast of choice and listen to the last week's game on or last week's broadcast on the 1st of August. But, Coach, we talked a little bit about the road show or combine that you guys had. We talked about your recruits and some of your uh, returning players, coaching staff. We talked about Joe Moreland and, and the Akron Clinic for the RPO. Uh, but And with Bud Foster, we talked about him coming down to give a defensive uh, clinic to your coaching staff. And where we left off, we were going to talk about the next level, what it's going to take to, you know, what we can expect from the SAC conference. Can you talk a little bit in general terms? Just, I know you've seen some films, you all swapped some films. Your general impression of what it's going to be like to be in Division Two, and perhaps where the challenges are? Well, they're right now they're bigger, faster, and stronger because we've only had a year and a half of recruits. But uh, I, I feel like our older guys in, in the ODAC, and, you know, we were close to being a 9-1 football team last year, uh, can compete with, with younger guys. And we talked about that a little bit last week. But yeah. uh, so I, I – you know, they just uh, you know predicted us to be eleventh uh, out of twelve teams, and we were two points of, ahead of Erskine uh, to to be the bottom team. But uh, you know, I think our our guys, you know, we we what we've talked about with our guys is finishing, because last year we just didn't finish. Yes, and, and so mm-hmm. that's that's and so we 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 start with every drill we run and you know you got to finish everything mm-hmm. and it it starts with the little things and uh so they've they we're off to a good start in that area and we'll, we'll see how we compete in this league but uh yeah you're exactly right well now so and folks uh, the rankings came out for the sack uh, conference, I guess today, mm-hmm. and uh, Newberry, uh, the last year's champion, is picked to win it again. Or perhaps with Lenore Ryan, I guess they're up there pretty high. Too. Lenore Ryan, I think, was second, and uh, Newberry, of course, is our first SAC conference game. So we'll find out <laughs> where where we are, is you know, when when that comes around. And uh, but uh, I I like I like our football team. I like their makeup. Uh, we've got uh, we've got great young men, you know. We we come out of the blocks in our first practice. We go to Glen Rokey in in Abingdon, and uh, we had bad weather, and there's still people out there supporting us. And then then uh, after our second practice, we were able to go to Highlands Fellowship Church, and you know, I I, I just think they're they're getting along well and I, I think we've got a good makeup of character and and good football good young football players with our team well there's and and I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, be at that uh, event where the uh, Glen Rokey 
uh, hosted the football team and the coaches and so forth. And I was fortunate enough to be there. Uh, thanks to you, I appreciate that. And um, I tell you, they're they're a close knit group and they're they're a well behaved group. I know they don't want to say that about football teams too much, but a lot of people are impressed just with what, the kind of caliber. Uh, these young men seem to be. Yeah, I, I feel really good about it. My biggest concern was were we going to line up too many cars on the exit and somebody <laughs> was going to hit the last car because we were on the interstate. So uh, we, we got past that stage. But uh, as, as far as uh, our, our guys and the way they behave and – you know they—they are. It's—it's it's a special group, and I—I I think you still win with guys that care and mm-hmm. are good to other people and and those type of things. So, I'm excited about this group, and you know we we've got a we've got a bunch of 23 year olds on this football team, and uh, you know so I I, I think you know and. Uh, an 18-year-old, we've got some great 18-year-olds. Yes. But they're not ready to play right now. And the 23-year-old mm-hmm. is ready to play. So, uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, how do you work that is my concern because how many reps is that young guy or do we want to burn a red shirt or not burn a red shirt? Yeah. So that's 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 our biggest concern right now. Our older guys, I think, can play and I think they can compete in this league. But then how do you get the 18-year-old ready that's got a little more – skill set he's got a little better skill set than the 23 year old but the 23 year old is a lot better player uh, because he can play fast because he knows what to do mm-hmm. and uh and he's bigger faster and stronger because he's been in the weight room yeah. that long well you you're going to have some young men playing division two football that really came to this school think thinking they're going to be playing division three and that's a big step. Uh, yeah, that's a big step. And that's, you know, COVID has helped us because mm. we got an extra year for those guys. So they're yeah. they're definitely, as I said last week, I think they're older than our coaches. But <laughs> but uh, some of them look it. <laughs> and they've played a lot of football. And uh, so, you know, I. You know, we're going to play a lot of guys that played a, a year ago on a good football team that – you know, I wish the record would have changed, but uh, you know, and I, and I feel bad about that. And when you lose close games, you you look at yourself, and you know, I think that's a coach's deal. And uh, we lost a lot of coach uh, close games, and uh, so what wh- whatever happened there, I think you know, I think we need to you know talk about finishing, and that starts with me. And uh, so hopefully, I'll I'll finish better too. Well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but your first year, this is your ninth season at Emory. Your first year as a head coach, were you not picked last? We were picked to come in last. And in the ODAC. We, we, we actually, I think we tied for first record-wise, but uh, there was a – uh, we were a conference game out, and but any in, anyway. So, and I actually talked to our team about that day one, uh, before this uh, poll came out, because I I had an inkling of where we would be picked. <laughs> <laughs> so, I talked to them about what that team did and how they did it, and uh, the returning guys, and uh, so uh, yeah, we were picked to come in last, and. Uh, 
we had a eight and two season, and uh, it was a it was a good football team. Yeah. We, we played the last game to go to the playoffs, and uh, yeah, so you, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what this team finds theirself. As the old saying, you were playing meaningful games late in the season that that year, which oh, had not happened for a while. Here. No, no question. You know, if you're playing. Uh, in November, the games that mean something, you've had a good season. Well, let's uh, pick, you know, and but in fairness to the pick people, the coaches, we are the only Division Three moving up to the Division Two. Erskine and Barton, who are also joining the conference, they have been playing at this level. I mean, they played at this level last year, right? Yep. Barton was picked sixth, so they've done a good job recruiting and and I talked to Quentin about them, and he felt like uh, they would get to the level of Lenore Ryan and Wingate and Newberry fast. And 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 Bartlett, if you look online at Bartlett University, I don't know if it's college, they have some outstanding facilities. Oh yeah, and it used to be Atlantic Christian, I is that think. What, is that what it is? Okay. And they've they've switched over, but uh, they've got a uh, a coach that's. Uh, about my age, so he's he's been around the block a few times, and I think he was a Carolina high school coach, and I think he's recruited well, and you know that's that's what we want to do. We want to recruit Virginia well, and uh, yeah, that's that's our avenue to success. Well, coach, we're talking about this SAC conference, the South Atlantic Conference, and I want to go to the schedule in just a minute. We're going to take a break here in just a second. I want to go to the schedule and just look at it in its entirety and, and kind of like the rough patches and where it might not be so rough and then talk with you about what it's going to take to get through an 11-game uh, schedule with no off break, uh, no off week. You're just going to plow right through it. So when we come back after this short break, uh, we'll pick up and with the 2022 football schedule for the WASP. Sounds good. Predicting the unexpected in life is impossible, so when it comes to your financial goals, our philosophy is don't predict, prepare. Hello, I'm Tom Graham, financial advisor with Edward Jones, and we can help. Our office is 126 East Main Street, Marion, Virginia. Edward Jones, member SIPC. And we're back, folks. Um, Coach, the 2022 football schedule uh, is a tough one, 11 straight games. Uh, you open up with with two out-of-conference games. The way the SAC is working, you play – there are two divisions. You play uh, – each division has six te- teams in it, so you play those five, and then you play four from the other division. You pick up two from the outside, and we've got Concord and Bluefield for hours. Um, but that schedule – You've got some uh, – Concord is in a rebuilding. We're going to talk about them in just a second. But, boy, when you get to that 17th of September, you've got Newberry, Wingate, and Catawba. All of those were – if Barton had not have upset Wingate, they may have gone to the playoffs. Catawba had a COVID outbreak, so they that kind of killed it. But they were competitive still. Yeah, that's a tough patch right there. Yeah, I think the whole SAC conference, uh, you know, <laughs> in my interview with the SAC conference, they said, what do you think uh, about the uh, plan, plan in the SAC conference this year? I said, I'd much rather be playing in the ODAC. I'd feel, <laughs> I'd feel better about it. And, uh, 
But, uh, you know, it, we're going to compete. And I, I told our guys, I said, listen, you know, it's about – it's still – this game is about playing hard. And, you know, if you play hard, you've got a chance. And we, we're going to compete. we got some guys that are 23 that will – Go out there, and will we fight you, and will we finish? And and so, I'm I'm concerned with the conference, of course, and uh, but I'm not concerned with our guys and how hard they they'll compete and how hard they'll play, mm. and that's. Uh, you know, that's what a coach looks for. You know, that's a coach's job to get you play harder than you think you can. And I think we've got some older guys that'll do that. Well, now you got some unusual start times in this, uh, the traditional one o'clock ODAC starts. Every now and then Bridgewater would play at two. But you've got uh, two games that start at six o'clock. We're over in Bluefield at the historic Mitchell Stadium at six o'clock against the Rams. And then down at Wingate, you got a six o'clock. How do you, uh, you know, we're so, a lot of these guys on our team, they've never played a night game. I think we did play Bluefield a couple of years ago at 6 o'clock. But well, we'll practice at night to get ready for it, of, of course. But I'm not excited about night games. I, when I was at Virginia Tech, uh, it was, if we had a night game, I knew it was a big game. It was going to be on TV. But I knew I was going to have a short Saturday, and I had to get back to work on Sunday. And it's hard on coaches because, yeah. you know, we're not going to get back until, you know, two or three in the morning or whenever we get back, and then we've got to get back to work on Sunday. So, you know, you're not fond of it. So if a lot of people do that to us, I think we'd like to do that to them. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, maybe they wouldn't keep doing it to us. When I was at JMU, we played six, six o'clock uh, home games, and it was because people would uh, – it was set up because they'd go to UVA at 1 o'clock and then come to the 6 o'clock. Mm. But for away teams, it's a nightmare for a coaching staff. Yeah. Now, in this day and time, coaches grade the tape on the bus ride. Yes, right? they do. And so it's a little different. Mm. And uh the, Coach Newsom does not grade tape on a computer on a bus <laughs> ride home. Uh, you know, he, he gets home and then he goes to a computer in the office. <laughs> so that's how I work it. Yeah, it definitely has changed. The, the one year I, I was fortunate enough to help uh, Don Montgomery and his staff, we, when we get on a bus to come back, they all had their little laptops and they'd start grading and they'd ride all the way back that way there was no conversation which i was on what i was always used to is having a conversation with another coach about why do we call that stupid bonehead play or why didn't we stop that guy or what you know something like that but it has definitely changed well you do have the two six clocks and then you got a four o'clock at down at erskine erskine is down next to I guess the closest city is near Athens, Georgia, but it's going to be your, your longest trip, I guess, for the season. But our fans are going to have to pay attention to those start times. because No question. They're different than what we're used to. It's not coaching staff friendly. And uh, so we'll see if we can get – if the fans want some home games here uh, later, we, we'll – pay them back yeah <laughs> so i think that that well, should happen and it's not friendly for the players either I, I when i was here we played some night games and i remember playing catawba and carson newman at night and we played newberry 
And it's really you you just kind of sitting around waiting all day for the you know yeah, waiting all day for this to come on. When I was here we played Concord at night and of course now it's a little different and you know, you you've you've got to find out if the hotel will let you stay. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of logistics. Yes. Uh, will they let you stay there? Because there's games on TV, and I don't mind doing that. Uh, but will they charge you, or you know, mm-hmm. how all that works? And uh, you know, I, I I never minded a Saturday night game as a coach until until after it was over and the the <laughs> the time we had to turn over. But if but on a Thursday night game, uh, you know, our players aren't going to watch soap operas, and I wasn't either. So there was nothing to watch. So I didn't like our Thursday night games oh, that we had, to, yeah. we had to sit through. Well, now, before we go to uh, Concord, Bluefield, and Newberry, I want to talk about them just briefly. I want to talk about your uh, summer camp, how things are going here. I had some questions for you about that kind of a continue, stop, and start thing. I know there's some good things happening out there. I've been at your practices uh, the last few of them, but I wanted you to think about t- talk a little bit about some of the things that you really like that are happening, some of the things you think that really you'd like to see improvement, and then some of the things you'd like to see just can maybe go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if there well, are Gary, three I appreciate the first thing. I appreciate you coming out to practice. That means a lot to us, and our, our guys like it too. But um, – there's certain things I'd like to see us, you know, young guys don't know how to practice fast. I'd like to see us move from drill to drill faster. I think our attitude has been great, uh, you know, and I think our our practice habits have, have been good. Uh, but I, I think you've got to learn to practice fast. And uh, we're putting in a thing tomorrow that starts practice, and it you run three or four plays, and it's as fast as you can run them. Uh, you know, I, I think I heard it from Coach Beamer many times. He used to say, you know, if your feet are moving, your brain is working, but if your feet aren't moving. <laughs> so I'd like to – the tempo of practice needs to be faster. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, until they learn that, uh, you know, it, it's it's slow, and that that's not a good thing. What about your timing on your offensive uh, performance? That offensive side of the ball, the, the seems like offenses, defenses usually are ahead, uh, but. I don't know if you guys have been able to work a lot this summer or whatever, or, and I know it's because you've got older guys, but to me it looks like the timing is pretty good out there. Yeah, right now feel really good about where we are with the RPO phase of the offense, and, uh, you know, that's that's a credit to the guys that were here all summer. And, uh, you know, defensively we've, uh, you know, we, we're going to play a little different than we've played the last couple years as far as schematics Mm -hmm. so i think we're catching up with that you know we've we've been a complete man team and just locking on and and playing and uh you know trying to stop the run with extra hats and i i I think there's some receivers that be hard to cover if you do that so we're we're mixing in a little more zone concepts and and then in the spring, defensively, we put in a little more line movements. Mm. We don't think we can just line up and say, hey, you know, Red Rover, Red Rover, we're coming right <laughs> over. <laughs> so we're going to move a little bit more. And, uh, you know, I think they're, they're, they're getting it. 
And mm-hmm. uh, but that's who we're gonna have to be. And, you know, if you're better than somebody, just line up and go straight ahead. And uh, yeah. you know, we, we're gonna we're gonna have some issues, and we understand that. But we understand we've got some good older players too, and uh, and I like them. I just I like I like our football team, and so we're gonna go out there and fight. One thing I've noticed when I've been out there at, on the field, the older guys, they, they're they're almost like coaches. They, I mean, I see them, t- I see, and and they're helping the younger guys. They they talk to them, they explain to them. I mean, and they know you know Donovan Penix knows what he's talking about when it's time to rush the passer, and and I just I've seen that the older guys are doing I think a really good job of kind of you know, helping out and shepherding the, the younger guys. We're, we're so different than any football team I've been involved in. We've got the 23, 22-year-old, and then we've got the 18- and 19-year-old. Mm-hmm. What we don't have is the 21 and 22. And that's a huge difference because, yeah. you know, we've got the old guys that have played – and then retention's a problem because they played behind those guys, and they weren't scholarship, so they left. Oh, so yeah. then we have a year and a half of scholarships. So it's it's like we've got high school kids for a year and a half. Then we've got guys that have been shaving for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> so it that's that's kind of how that works. <laughs> well, it, 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 I, you know, you talk about your older guys, and, and I certainly I can see it. I can see the, the maturity of them, and, and their, their maturity just is off the charts as far as I'm concerned. Coach, we're going to take a quick break here for a second. When we come back, we're going to actually touch on Concord, Bluefield, and the Newberry uh, Indians. There's Newberry, I'm not sure what their nickname is. We'll get back. But we'll be back in just a second, and we'll be talking about those guys. Support for WEHC and Emory and Henry football comes from Tumbling Creek Cider Company. Heritage-inspired, handcrafted hard cider in the heart of downtown Abingdon. Open daily in the Spring House 112 Court Street, Northeast, and online at tumblingcreekcider.com. Tumbling Creek Cider Company, serving the spirit of our community. And we're back. Keys to the game with head football coach Kirk Newsom, and I'm your host, Gary Lester. Well, coach, September 3rd, we're going to see the first D2 team come into Fred Self Stadium. It's the Mountain Lions out of Athens, West Virginia. Then uh, they have been in D2 for several years. They were NAI before that, and so they are used to having scholarship players. They've fallen on hard times until their new head coach, Dave Walker, has come in. In fact, they had a woeful 7-36 and 36 over the last five years. They're not used to winning, but they did win four last year. They were 4-6, and six and they won their last two games. Um, so they're coming in here. What can you tell us about Concord? They've, they've got a really good football team and much better than they were in, in the past. He's done a great job, you know, and he's a West Virginia guy. And I don't know if he played at Concord or not, but uh, they've got really good skilled athletes. Uh, and, they, you know, they've been get, given scholarships for 40 years. Mm. You know, we've been giving them for a year and a half. Yeah. I promise you there's a difference. But. 
I, I, you know, it's one that they're coming to our place and we need to compete and see what we can do. But, uh, yeah, and he signed a bunch of transfers. And uh, so we'll, we, we don't know exactly what we'll see. Mm. I, I think schematically uh, we, we've got a clue on what they're going to do. But uh, as far as what they're going to do uh, from a personnel standpoint, uh, you know, they on paper they lost some guys, but then they brought in some older guys. So in this day and time, with transfers and how all that works, oh. you don't know who you're going to play, especially right. early in the season. Now, game four or five, we're going to know who we play. Yeah. But right now, you know, I don't, I don't know if we know what Concord team's going to come out on the field. So, well, they are coming in here with a all-conference second-team all-conference quarterback, Jack Mangle, out of uh, Clark Central in Georgia, out of Athens, Georgia. He had uh, quite a year, almost three thousand yards passing. He's back. He's a player, and but and you know, as far as them throwing the ball, they they run it also. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they offensively they they are really a, a pain uh, with, mm-hmm. with because they mix it up so well. They had a little scat back a year ago that uh, was was really good, and he was uh, great on tape. And uh, gets rid of it. They like the screen game outside. Oh boy! They do a really good job with throwing the ball quickly and getting it out of his hand and and throwing the quick screens outside. So you know what we've done is we broke down Concord, we broke down Bluefield, and we broke down Newberry. And I know we're going to talk about those teams, but we tried to game plan for those three games on both sides of the ball and special teams. So that that's what we've done up to this point. Well, it is going to be hard to know since it's the first game. Uh, but after that, we go to Mitchell Stadium, and we kind of know what Dewey Lusk likes to do. So Yeah, that's, you know, they were ranked uh, in NAIA uh, as far as offense goes a year ago. And we didn't. I don't think we played our best defensive game, and we didn't finish the game on offense. So, uh, you know, I think we know what we've got to do, and we know who we're playing against. So that one's a little different. You know, that's we've played them the last two years, so we're a little more comfortable with what we're going to see mm-hmm. and all those type of things. And so I, I feel I feel good about. Uh, about that as far as knowing what we're going to get but they get a big turnover in play players and i think they do the juco route so yeah once again we don't know who we're facing well they they too have a gunslinger for a quarterback he another three thousand almost three thousand yard passer um and they ended the season they won five straight end of the season so that's that winning has got to be contagious for them and i'm sure that's going to be a challenge too well i think that's good for us that they won five straight because i felt like we had a better team and uh well i know we had a better team and uh you know some things happened in that one that uh I won't go into uh, a coach's job is never to blame it on somebody else, and uh, I just I just felt like uh, we should have won that game, and I'll I'll put that one on myself. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna I promise you we're gonna play hard in that one. Well, we got about thirty seconds, but let's talk of Newberry Wolves. 
uh, just for a second. Won the conference last year, picked a winning again this year. Are they that good? Let's not talk about them. <laughs> they're yeah, they're they're really good. And Quentin said they were very good. So, you know, we're gonna have to you know pack our lunch pail and see what happens. But uh, once again, I've said it three times tonight. I think our guys are gonna compete. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for joining us again. You really make this show possible, giving us an inside look at Emory Henry College football. And um, I'm excited. I, I appreciate the invitation to always come to your practices. I think I, I love being out there and and getting to see them. But I, th- I it is a special bunch of guys out there this no, year. No question. We've, we've got good young men. Everybody that ever graduated from Emory and Henry would be proud to come out there and say, you know, these these are our guys, and uh, that means a lot to me. Yeah. Well, Coach, thanks for being here. Uh, we'll be back next week at this same time, six o'clock on Monday, and hope you'll join us again for that uh, show. If you are not able to join us on on the live broadcast, you certainly can pick up the podcast anywhere you like to listen to your podcast because we are on the WEHC podcast webpage. So thank you for listening, everyone. We'll see you again next week, and so long.